feel worthy to, to do the things that we think that we need to do. And so we stay in our house and we don't really, well, my goodness, if I'm at the grocery store, you know, you really want me to talk to that lady? I've never met that lady before. I mean, what, what, what am I going to say? You know what? If you could greet and you could meet within this house, you could do it outside the house. I think I could probably love on every one of you in here. I haven't got you really meet you guys yet, but welcome home. Meet that. Pop your hands. Come on, somebody. You know what? This is coming to me. Luke 24, 1 through 11. I'm going to go back to the resurrection. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away. Can we just say that? We're just talking about that at Easter. They found the stone rolled away. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood them by them in dazzling apparel. I don't know about you, but that, did that just freak you out? All of a sudden you turn around and there's somebody standing there and just lit up. See, we don't we don't look at stuff like that no more. We just go through an everyday occurrence. Every day we get up, we do the things, we go to bed, we get up in the morning, we go to job. We, you're not even looking for anything. Dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Me, me and Pastor Brandon just spoke about that in the youth. Why do you seek? Why do you see the living among the dead? Why do you keep seeking dead things? Is what we talked about in the Why aren't you seeking living things? Some of you have been seeking dead things. Wow. I'll that too. He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee? Remember how he told you? That's a point right there. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of the sinful men and be crucified on the third day. And they remembered his word. How are you going to know the word? How are you going to remember the word if you can't, if you don't know the word? How are you going to remember the word if you don't know the word? And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to, and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. Verse 11. But these words seemed to them as idle tale, and they did not believe them. We declare war on words called idle tale. So here's these women. They go to do the spices. Because they, that was the ritual. They go and they want to put the spices. They walk in. Nobody's there. But two men in dazzling garments come to them. And they said, do you remember the words? Do you remember what was said to you? Jesus told them three times, different occasions, I'm going to die and I'm going to rise again. I'm going to die and I'm going to, I'm going to resurrect. You're going to crucify me. And I'm going to... He told them three times. How many times he got to tell you? 
said, do you remember what was said to you? And they said, we do remember. So what they do? They ran. Here's these women. I love that. I love that that's women that that was the first evangelist. Oh, come on, somebody. We got churches that won't even let a woman take a mic. But by God, you can go pray. Anyway. No, it's true. So what 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 Jesus do? He just said, well, I'm going to have all these women. It wasn't just in three women. It said women. Went and ran to the apostles. Went and ran to the pastor. Went and ran to the leadership and said, you're not going to believe it. But he's not there. And what did they do? They said, they looked at her and said, this is my final team. Listen. When the women first proclaimed the good news of the resurrection and the word that was greeted, it was worldly response. So when they ran to the 11 apostles that's been around Jesus this whole time, some, of them, some leaders have been around Jesus and been praying and been doing things, but they still had idle table. They gave a worldly response. Some of us, if we're not careful, give a worldly response. Something could be said to you that is right, and you get a worldly response. Because see, if you're not in the Word, and you don't remember the Word, then what are you going to remember? The world, I mean, everything's a touch of hand in the world right now. You can, go to, you can go to a grocery store, you can go to these different places, it ain't nothing that people are doing F-bombs, not forgiveness either. It's no big deal to anybody doing anything they want. People just think that you can do anything you want now. So here's these apostles. Are you kidding me? The ones that went with Jesus and the 11, here's these women running up to them saying, you're not going to believe it. But we remember the word that was said. The angel said, do you remember the word? And they said, we remember the word that he was going to be resurrected. They didn't see him resurrected. They didn't see him dead. They just remembered the word. If you don't have the word, how are you going to remember Somebody's going to ask you a question, but you can't answer it because you don't remember the word. So you would respond in a worldly way. So here's these apostles responding in a worldly way. Even if you say you believe, do you believe the word? Or do you think it's idle king? Do you believe that things could happen? Isn't it funny how, you know, if you're really sick and all of a sudden you go, and I don't, this is just my everyday thing now. I'm not going to, I'll never be here. This is just who I am. I don't care anymore. That's called a worldly response. Instead of coming over here because you remember the word, Lucas, and you come over here and say, you know what, I might not feel good, but God, you said that by your stripes I'm already healed, and I don't walk this out because I remember your word. Are you going to have idle table? I can't imagine having the apostles that have been with Jesus and he talked to them three times and said, this is what's going to happen. I want to talk to you guys. This is what's going to happen. 
And even though the women ran, it wasn't about the women. It was about they get response to the word. When the angels came, they didn't see Jesus resurrected. They believed the word that they remembered about Jesus being resurrected. So because they didn't remember it, the apostles, they had idle tale. Logic says, if I could see Jesus in his resurrection, then I would believe. But that's what, that's what we get. The fact of the matter is that it's not even what women got at the empty tomb. It's what they remembered at the empty tomb. See, what you remember through the word of God, then you can respond. You're either going to respond from the word of God, or you're going to respond in a worldly response. Can you imagine the 11 responded in a worldly response? It's called idle tale. This question is as challenging to our 21st century minds than it was to our first century ancestors. Perhaps even more so. <coughs> Given how deeply shaped we are, is see is believing. If we can't see it, we don't believe it. And it's got worse and worse and worse. So what happens? You can do a touch of a thumb and you can see anything you want. You can push Google, you can push what? I don't even know the language. I now have a thumb. But my grandkids know how to use it better than I do. But what it is, it's visual. Everything is visual. It's a virtual. There's a virtual world. You can go in and put these things on, and you go into a virtual world, and it shows you outer space, and it shows you all these things, but it's called a virtual world, so it's everything that you see. So seeing is believing. The 21st century is seeing as believing. You, if you can't see it, you don't believe it. But the word is by faith and not by sight. So here's these women going by faith, saying, I remember the word, so I've got to go. I didn't see him yet, but I know that's true because the angel said to you, remember the word. So here we are in the 21st century, is seeing is believing now. Isn't it funny that 25 years in 20, it's, it's been like 20 some years, everything's virtual. Everything's a touch of a finger. Everything, sometimes you don't even have to touch it with your finger, you can just get your phone and slide it. And eventually you'll want to put it in the palm of your hand. Anyway, right. it's going right toward you. And so here we are, that you have to, it's like you have to see something to believe it. Well, that's not the word of God. So here they are saying, this is just nothing but idle table. We resist the good news of the resurrection of Jesus because we are not altogether certain. We want to experience that much transformation. We resist the resurrection power because you know what? It's going to transform you. Are you kidding me? I mean, I don't want... So he's resurrected, so that, that really means that there could be a transformation in my life. Do you know... You know how hard it is for people to be transformed? Do you know how hard it is to let go of your mind? 
and it's still been engrafted of things in your childhood and things that's happened in your life. And so you need it sitting there as hard as you can because you feel like you can't let go of that. But the power of God can transform your mind, can transform your life, can transform your family. So are you going to respond to the word or are you going to respond worldly like an idol table? The change was great for the disciples, but hard to really recognize the risen Christ. This is continuous with our lives as we previously know it, but also a degree of transformation that renders us almost unrecognizable to others. I'm going to go there for a minute. So if I see somebody, ooh, I'm going to tell on myself. Huh? I should know. <laughs> If I seen somebody 35, 30 years ago, they wouldn't probably know who I am right now. Right. Yeah. I wasn't very nice. I drank, I partied, we did, it was awful. But the resurrection power transformed my life. Are you kidding me? Idle tale. Have you ever walked up 
somebody and you're really just excited about what God's going to do and what he's going to say. And all of a sudden they're looking at you and you're like, you are senseless, you are ridiculous. <laughs> And it said that the women were terrified. 
Okay? They're terrified. Something's changed. Now they're freaking out. And all of a sudden, they bow their faces to the ground, and then this statement's made. And I, I, I kind of talked about this after Easter in the youth. The statement's made, why are you looking among the dead for someone who's alive? And I started thinking about this. Okay. If Christ Jesus dwells in us and we're alive again, then why do we keep hanging around the dead? If that's the truth, why do we do If we're supposed to be alive and well, why are we still among the dead? I get going, snatching people out, but if your everyday consumption is always laying in the dead things, you know what, guys? Hey, after church, you can find me. I want you to go to the grave today. You want to hang out with me? Nobody just goes to the dead. Maybe for a remembrance or anything, but, but again, it's saying, why are you searching among the dead for someone who's alive? And my question to you is, why are you lingering among the dead if you're alive? Because think about it. Instantly, what happened? They were terrified. When they went back and told the disciples, because here's the key to the whole thing. It said in verse 8, then they remembered. The key to the whole thing. They remembered. What did they remember? They remembered what Jesus had said. So she runs back to the house, remind you, locked up. They were considered terrorists of that time. If you follow Jesus Christ, you called yourself a Christian, you were a part of a terrorist organization. So they were locked themselves up because they were searching for anyone claiming Jesus. They go in this house. Probably have to do a little password knocking on the speed. Let's in. Like you'll never believe it. Guess what? He's not there. He's not there. The two, the stones rolled. There was an angel. There was a cloth that was all folded up nice and neat. There's no blood. There's no nothing. Everything. He's not there. He's risen. No, sir. I don't want to accept it. They look at her and like, I will tell This is like, I will tell This is nonsense. Why is it nonsense? Because what happens is, is if you don't remember the goodness of God, all you're going to do is clothe yourself in fear. So what do you remember? You remember, oh, well, I don't know how I'm going to make it. You remember all the stuff the enemy tries to implant in your mind. I don't care if they were physically touching Jesus, but they, they wrapped themselves in a room and were covered in fear. Afraid. So when worst case scenario happens, church, in your own personal life, or things don't add up, or things aren't going well at work, or at job, or whatever the case is where you are, you have to remember, what did he say? And it's real simple. It's found in his word daily. That's why it says, hide the word in your heart that you may not sin against him. But what happened was, is that room turned into a room of death. Their spirits were dying because their Savior was on the cross and was dead. So when you face stuff in your life, church, when things happen in your life, don't go towards 
the death and the fear. Remember what he said. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not the You always remember. Pull out that I can do all things to pull them all out. You have to remember. What's even greater, Mom, is even later when Jesus steps into the room. He does not knock. He does not do anything. He walks right into the middle of their fear and arrives. That's how good he is. You can run all you want. He's still going to step right in the middle of your mess. And he will transform it because when he stepped in, their minds change. They remember. Listen to this, Luke 18, 34. But they understood none of this. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what he what was said. Verse 34 in the message. But they didn't get it, couldn't make neither head nor tails of what was being talked about. They couldn't even know heads or tails of what was even being talked about. Because they forgot that their Savior was going to rise again. They were more worried about the murder side of what happened to him. They were more worried about the consumed by the issue. Guys, this is everyday stuff, guys. We're not just talking about death. We're talking about sometimes we're dealing with financial issues. Sometimes we have health problems. Sometimes we're just dealing with the loss. We're dealing with somebody in a, in a situation. What do we do with that? We can't even look at the good stuff and say, what, what does God say? What does his word say? What does his word been say? What do I know to be true? Why do we, and this is the question I guess we all have to ask ourselves, why do we instantly grab a hold of the things that try to grip us instead of grabbing a hold of the things that will set us free? Well, because it's familiar. So if you always have familiar things in your life, you're going to go easily grab a hold of that because the other part on this side of resurrection is responsibility. There is much responsibility, just saying. There is much responsibility to be in the Word and stay in the Word and do what He said. Or, or you're just going to go, oh, that's just idle tale. This is senseless. This is ridiculous. Okay. But I want to read this real quick. Well, Mom, it, it, it's, it's like that anyway. If you call yourself a Christian, you live by the Word of God. Yes. Anyone that does not know Jesus thinks that's all I will tell anyway. Why are you happy? Isn't this going on in your life? How are you so excited? Because I find peace in who He is. How do people you try to convince you. People will try to convince you. No, you should. You shouldn't be. You should be fun. You should. No, you should just be telling that person off. That person just told you off. Why are you got peace? Well, you're stressed out. No, you, you need to. You Why are you saying? stressed out? Because I got to drink a glass of wine, two joints, and do this oh. so I can get better. How are you getting better? You see what I'm saying? Right. All these idle tales, and what are they sometimes? Well, let's look it up on Google. Google's my salvation. I'll see what I can do to help this self-remedy here. You know, when medicine's messed up. We see earthy, earthy things. Oh, you see what I'm saying? But when it's when it all said and done, you're in the Word. What's the Bible say? Collect all that data and then live by that data. I'm not saying we don't struggle with stuff. But people that don't understand the Word of God, they find it so confusing and ignorant to the things that God has. But when you bring knowledge to it, and I always say it like this, look, how's that been working for you? Why don't you just try Jesus once? How's that been working for you? And, and you want to take it deeper for people at church? Why don't you tie? Why do you give God strap? Try it. See what happens. Why won't you try it? If you will open up the floodgates, why do you continue to control your money and think that's going to help you? 
Because it's a real worldly response. It's, and because it's I gotta hold on to that because, oh my goodness, I gotta still pay this and pay that. I'm telling you, we've been paying tithes for 30 some years, and I'm telling you, you do not bring begging for bread. Now, does he test us? Every time. If something happens, it's okay. But I want to read this real quick. John 14, 15 through 17 in the message. If you love me, show it by doing what I told you. So here they are, and here's these angels saying, remember what was said to you? They go, I think I know. I bet they were taken off the running. I'd take off running too. If you love me, show it by doing what I told you. I will talk to the Father, and he'll provide you with, with another friend, so that you will also have someone with you. This friend is called the Spirit of Truth. You want truth? Get in this right here, and it'll show you what's right and wrong. The godless world can't take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him, doesn't know what to look for. But you will know. You know him already because he has been staying with you and even in you. Uh, when you're among the dead, that's your thinking too. That's right. That's your thought process. That's how you act. That's how it's everything is negative. It's all worldly. You can't get anything accomplished or move forward even in your own self if you're always among the dead things, always among the fleshly things. You know how many Christians are so carnal? They're so just right on the edge of just wanting to sin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when is when is it gonna click here and say, for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord no matter what, no matter what they say, no matter what they put in my face. I don't care. I'm not choosing to go down that path. And I'm telling you guys, it's gonna it's getting darker and darker. And it says that the church needs to get lighter and brighter. And what you're going to find out is two things. There's going to be Christians brightening up, and you're going to see Christians dulling down. Godless world means wicked, unprincipled, not recognizable, or obeying God. Godless, lacking the presence <coughs> or the in interaction with God. They do not believe. We can be in this world, but we're not of this world. See, some of you are in the world, and you're in the world. We can be in the world, but we're not of this world. We're just passing through. So how you respond and how you react, it's unprincipled. It's, 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 it's how, wicked. How are you going to remember? How are you going to remember? I'm not taking lightly of nobody going through something right now in their own personal life. Right. But what have you been pulling to? What's been in your mind? Has fear gripped you? Has anxiety gripped you? Depression gripped you? I don't know if there's some in this room that has had thoughts of suicide grip you. What has gripped you? Or is it the other side? When something happens, you just keep on walking and say, no, we declare war, devil. You're not taking it. It's not yours. No matter how wicked, no matter how unprincipled, we're going to stand against idol talk. Listen, every step you take should be of the Lord's. Yeah. If he lives in you, you're taking steps. Those steps you claim. You claim the places you step. But why is it now that in culture that we want to tiptoe and don't want to talk about certain things? We want to tiptoe and you know, if I offend you, I'm so sorry. Why is it like that? Instead of standing on what the word says, I'll say it one more time for all you that didn't get to hear it or some of you that don't want to hear it. If you are offended in this room today, take it of 
with the Lord?
instead of using your Christian lingo, I'll pray about that. <laughs> just walk one no passage. Did you really pray or was it just a quick thing you from the studio? Thank <laughs> you. 
not, listen, another side of this, you are not the Holy Spirit. You cannot change anybody. All you can do is continue to pray and pray that what was sown is going, you're going to reap that harvest. And you got to let it go. You're not the Holy Spirit. You're not Jimmy Cricket. You're not conscious. You have to know that you, all you need to do is pray and love. Well, the world right now is hostile. Against God. It's hostile right now. And in the last days, it will be like Noah. Jesus declared that it was in the last days, it would be like Noah. And they would be marrying, and it's almost like they didn't care. They're doing whatever they wanted to do, and they didn't care. And here's Noah, give this example. Here's Noah, and he's building an ark. Because God said so. And they're laughing, they're taunting, it's senseless, it's ridiculous. They're spitting on him, they're cussing at him, he keeps building that ark. And he just keeps building it. He did it for 120 years. I've already been building No, really. So how foolish was he to be determined to do what he needed to do in a godless society, in a godless world that is spitting at him and laughing at him and taunting him and saying, this is senseless. It's not going to rain. Why are you building an ark? This is senseless. There's not going to happen. Something's going to happen in Redmond Church. Why do you keep coming here? And it's idle tell. And it says, in the last days, it will be like Noah. Are you building? Are you building the kingdom of God? And no matter what anybody says, and no matter how senseless they think it is, and no matter if they're cussing you out, no matter what's going on, can you still build? But you know what was something? And all of a sudden, God said, now I need you to bring animals in two by two. That's crazy talk. So animals came from every which way and what? That's crazy talk to me. I wasn't thinking something crazy when I started seeing weird animals. You know what I mean? Like, and they're coming two by two. Weird animals, dude. But, but see what happens? Is when you obey, obey the Lord and you build what he wants you to build, he'll bring whatever needs to come in. I don't care for the two by two craziest animals coming into this place. We got crazy people in here. depends on it. 
Your relationship with Jesus Christ depends on it. That, that's the key. What's crazy? Listen, again, their minds, it said they, they, they were thinking. Oh, they remembered. And they ran, and then they said, that's that's what's talk. But then all of a sudden, hold up. There goes Peter. Two of them left. It didn't say all 12 disciples and, and then whoever else was in the room. It said two of them only ran to the tomb. Two of them ran. They ran in there and they saw that it was gone and it changed them forever. But guess what? Even in the same room with everybody else that has experienced Jesus Christ, only two of them took off. Only two of them ran. They were still so captivated with fear, but I'm telling you, something gripped them inside. They, 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 they must be telling the truth. Just, why would they even make this up? This ain't even funny. Why are you even saying this? When you remember, so when your heart times comes, church, remember. When the things that don't make sense, remember what his word says. Remember what he's done. This Bible is it's wild, but it transcends anything that's ever happened. It's gone before a lot of wars. So it, it can handle your, your situation. And maybe you're like, man, you don't understand my situation. I tell you what, God knows your situation. And I know he can handle it. He can handle whatever you're going through. Whatever you want to give to him, whatever you want to put in his face, I can tell you for a fact, he can handle it. And I think he already handled it. Didn't he die for it anyway? You see what I'm saying? And your situations that grip you in your heart, that hurt because it hurts, because you know, most of the time things that hurt are mostly with people you love and you're close to. He can handle that too. He can bring you peace in that. You just have to remember. That's why it's vital to our mind when it's talking about putting on the, the armor of God and the helmet of salvation because if our mind turns, everything else is going to turn with our mind. Guys, it's important. It is vital to our walk with Christ that we remember. And yes, like you said, Mom, Idle tells go both ways. What do you do when you tell them of the goodness of God and what God did at Remnant Church in your life here or whatever the case is? And they're like, what? That's ignorant. And it almost can shut you down and cave you in. But you stand strong on the word of God. Whether they respond or not, you say what you know you had to say. Idle tells go both ways. And I know for us at times, like I said, you almost have did you ever hear that statement? Like, did I raise you better than that? You lost your mind? You lost your mind, didn't you? I'm about to beat them. And, and it's like it's like idle tales for us. Because whatever is happening in that moment, we nothing else, we can't think about anything else. But I'm telling you, church, you've got to pull for what the Lord says. What did he say? You've got to remember what he said when, when all hell breaks loose in your life. Because you've got to separate from worldly things, the dead things. If you don't separate from the worldly things and the dead things, then you're going to respond in the senseless and the ridiculous and the... There's no way that I can, you know, somebody can even go by a home, look at a home, and they say, there's no way that I can have that. That's senseless. That's ridiculous. And God's pulling on you saying, no, I need you to step your foot in here. Well, that's the most craziest thing I've ever seen. But if we believe, and God said it, I want you to stand with me. And... God really spoke to me 
about in the last days it would be like Noah. And there would be senseless, ridiculous, crazy things that are going to be said. I'm just saying, I'm going to just tell you, the world's not going to get any better. It's, it's, there's ungodly things that are happening in this hour, like we've never seen before. And God spoke to me, and he said, I'm going to scream this. Spirit of God. I'll set wonders in the sky. 
set wonders in the sky above and suns. In the earth below, blood and fire and billowy smoke. The sun turning black and the moon, a red blood moon. Do you know, after I wrote this, Brandon, yesterday somebody put on Facebook that yesterday was a black moon. I was like, that's crazy. I stepped outside 10 o'clock last night and I was looking outside. It was storming. So it's a blessing getting the light and he's hitting so hard that I had to go back But listen to what it says. The, the sun will turn black and the moon, red blood moon, before the judgment day of the Lord. The day, tremendous and awesome. Verse 32. Because we've got spilled milk. You're crying over spilled milk. So what's the enemy do? He loves 
for you to stand there and watch your little cry under spilled milk. And he thinks that's funny. Do you want the resurrection power? No. It's going to transform you. And you won't be recognizable. Even to your own self. 